listening to A to the K. 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 Talk Podcast. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later. Right, Carl. Are you ready? It's time for the A to the Kanies. A to the Kanies. The end of year awards, guys. Yes. So we have multiple categories. We're not just going to tell you our winners. We're going to tell you the, the nominees. And then <laughs> um, we're going to put some reasoning to those nominees. And we're going to tell you who we chose. And then you can all be there like, ah, I wouldn't have picked them. You all just love AEW. Go fuck yourselves. That kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. That's it. All good. But first, Anthony, I must ask, what are you wearing? Tell us. Tell all your fans, what are you wearing tonight? A, a t-shirt. Who? But who? <laughs> who are you? Who are you wearing? Oh, Carl. Obviously, I'm wearing the A to the K for Pro Wrestling Tees. Oh wow! Are we on Pro Wrestling Tees? I have no idea. Okay, maybe. Tees. Maybe not. Yeah, the other one. Go yeah, to the one. And I'm wearing whiskey and wrestling. Oh, whiskey and wrestling. Monthly, maybe. Oh, whenever we feel like episodic series where we get wasted on whiskey and talk about wrestling. Which you can also get from everything that says on the tin. Not pro wrestling tees. Get on a2k.co.uk and go to the shop. I have an actual mic here, guys. I'm going off script. Why not? Right. Nice. This is behind behind the mic, behind the scenes. Who's Mike? We can get this from who's Mike? We can get this from a2k.co.uk. And as Anthony said, it's on Teespring. Buy our stuff. Please. I definitely said Christmas. Teespring at some point. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas. Anyway. Loving it. A to the Kenny's. Yeah. So, Carl, our first award is for the male wrestler of the year. Now, the nominees are Drew McIntyre for his role in the WWE World Championship. <laughs> <laughs> John Moxley for his role in AEW's World Championship. Kenny Omega for just being an outstanding cleaner. And Randy Orton for hearing voices in his head. Oh, yeah. Now, Carl, would you like to... Unveil the winner. Okay, hang on. Let me see. It's not. A, it's not a Chris Jericho book. It's not. It's not. <laughs> okay. Our survey says the fans have voted for. <gasps> it's Drew McIntyre, oh. WWE champion. Uh, unfortunately, um, sorry, go on. Oh no, that was. It. I was gonna say, unfortunately, uh, Drew's not here tonight to accept his award. So, uh, Carl, are you okay to accept on his behalf? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you wee bastards! I'm wearing my kilt, and I'm Scottish, and I'm the champion, and I'm Drew McIntyre, and I support Rangers for some reason. And I'm gonna make um, this like now. I know you're gonna do an accent for everyone. I'm gonna. I'm really gonna give this. I'm <laughs> just going forward. Okay, okay, I'll take that. Back. Um, so obviously, yeah. Carl, we've we've selected Drew McIntyre as our wrestler of the year. Now this might be a um, a very debatable topic, but. I'll start by giving my reasons for Drew McIntyre, and that is the fact that he has had one of the most difficult runs as a world champion in WWE because he has dealt with, and I've I've joked about it a couple of times in the past, but he, he has been the, the COVID champion. He's dealt with the, the lack of audience, and it, it is a big deal. It does make a big difference. He cannot read the reactions. He cannot feed off the crowd, and that is what it's about for most wrestlers. I mean, that's the addiction for wrestlers, so... To, to play to a bunch of TV screens is so insanely hard, and yet he still managed to put on stellar matches, absolute awesome feuds. He is a, a, an incredible champion so far, and for me, I look forward to seeing him uh, as the champion for a lot longer, and hopefully to crowds again. But I think he deserves it so much for that. Yeah, I can definitely confirm he has had the run, as you said, um, which was, you know, a bad time for him, but you get over that. 
Claymore kicked the fucking shit out of them runs. Um, and now, you know, he is, you know, I, I'm a massive fan of him. I think he is, you know, his story is incredible, really, when you think about it. He came up, you know, no one thought a little kid from Scotland would ever make it to the WWE. He made it there. He failed. You know, they thought he was going to be destined for big things and it just didn't happen. And he fell into, you know, obscurity, ended up getting released, went into the Indies. And I don't know, he he transformed himself into what he is today. And what he is today is a main event superstar. And he is someone that you can look at and just go, do you know what? He belongs there. And I think he's had a fantastic year. You know, his his thing, Brock, you know, well, you know, first and foremost, he won the Rumble. That was amazing. You know, uh, kicking Brock out the ring and stuff. Um, amazing. Um, his WrestleMania match with Brock was, you know, he, he dominated that. He was fantastic in that. And, you know, he's had a few, let's say, not amazing feuds since, you know, Big Show Day After, <laughs> you know, Dolph Ziggler, um, random shit. But, all in all, I think he, you know, he's been the standout performer. I think um, the year he's definitely deserving of this, and we are massive fans of him. And you know, we wish him nothing but the best for the future. And you know, cheers, cheers, Drew. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Drew. So, Carl, do you want to introduce the next category? The next category in the Eight of the Kings is the Female Wrestler of the Year, and the nominees are Hikaru Shir for her AEW. <laughs> Mr. Stuff. The next, <laughs> the female wrestler of the year, and the nominees are Hikari Shida for her time as the AEW Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa for her time as the NWA Women's Champion, and her debut on AEW and Mission Pro, the work she's put in, Sasha Banks for her feud with Bailey and winning the WWE Women's Championship, and lastly, Asuka for being the Raw Women's Champion uh, for many, 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 many months. And Anthony, do you want to declare the winner? Who has I won this can. category? And the winner is it's Thunder Rosa. Ah, oh, Thunder Rosa. Unfortunately, Thunder Rosa is not here to accept the award. Um, Carl, would you like to accept it now? I'm just kidding. Now, can I? No, no, of course not. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, we'll, we'll do the same again. Like this was probably a given to anyone who listens to us regularly, and why? I'm mean, just kidding. <laughs> obviously, that's awesome. Listen to us regularly. We're great. Um, but for for those of you who listen to us, you know that we we are huge fans of. Um, I think the impact she had when she came into to AEW, um, the just the absolute awesome work she's done. Literally, and I say it all the time, but every match I've seen her have in AW, she's elevated the person she's with, which is just the absolute sort of benchmark of an awesome wrestler. Um, and we've called it that she's going to be absolutely huge, huger than she is now as a star. And um, I think for me, the standout female wrestler of the year, um, an inspiration to all. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's weird, really, she called herself Thunder Rosa because she should be fucking whirlwind Rosa because. She has caused a fucking whirlwind in the wrestling scene over these last 12 months. And, you know, she's someone who just kind of came out of nowhere and instantly became, in my mind, just, you know, one of, if not the best women's wrestlers out there today. So, yeah, I think, you know, the fact she showed up on Dynamite and then obviously learning about, you know, everything that she's done in um, Lucha and in NWA and all that good stuff. I think, you know, there's no more... wrestling promotion because... I mean... Like, Why not? Mission Pro is fantastic. You know, the the work she does um, to make that, 
you know, so successful as it is and, you know, the, the knowledge she's like instilling upon the next generation of wrestlers and stuff is, is amazing. So I think, you know, massive respect to Thunder. You know, we, we love her. She's a fan of the show and, you know, bias aside, I think she's fully deserving of this award because, yeah, she's just, she's been amazing for the wrestling community as a whole um, over the last year. So, yeah, well done, Thunder. There we have it. And I just want to stress, guys, before we move on to the next category, you know, we're, we're listing the nominees, even though we already know who the winner is, because they all deserve a mention. So, you know, don't by any means think that this is a disservice to like Sasha Banks or Akari Shida or Asuka, because it's not, they're there because they are, they are also up there. You know, um, I think Sasha Banks has got a bigger run to come in 2021, for instance. But she's she's done some absolute stellar work this year, so um, that's why we list them all. So don't don't yeah. for any means think that we're not still like sort of hyped on the rest of them. You know, are you telling me you know the results? I'm I'm literally reading them from my Chris Jericho bus as we go. I'm just like, no, I'm only listing this Sasha Banks. Well, I mean, we don't know what happened with Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we've already done that category. Cal. The next category, however, is the tag team of the year. So, as far as nominees go, Carl, we have the Young Bucks for their work with Super Kicks and Crazy Flips. We have FTR for their work as the AEW Tag Team Champions. We have the Street Profits. For, okay. We have Hangman <clears throat> Page and Kenny Omega for their work in the slowly dissolving Tag Team of the Year. Um, so, okay. they're, they're the nominees, Carl. They're the nominees. Would you like to unveil? Okay. I'm interested in this one. Let's see. The winner is it's FTR. Nice. Yeah, fuck the rest. <laughs> uh, nice, nice. So, Carl, do you want to give a run through of how we come to this decision? Absolutely. I think um, you know FTR kind of showed up on Dynamite just out of nowhere. Amazing, you know, kind of shock unveiling, if you will, um, of them as part of the AW roster. Ever since they got there, they have shown you know what tag team wrestling is you know, align themselves with uh, Tully Blanchard and um, they're just, they've just done a fantastic job in the whole time they've been there. Obviously, they won the uh, tag championships and they've brought old school wrestling back, um, old school tag team wrestling rather. Um, and so, yeah, I just think, you know, fantastic, you know, display, amazing year in AW and, you know, definitely was the right decision for them to step away from the degree and, you know, try and solidify themselves as the best tag team. That's the thing. In, and this is where know. it's funny because it's never any disrespect to WWE, but some people just thrive better in different environments. And these are one prime example. They, they've already done better than they did in WWE. And that's just because this is where they work best. Yeah. Um, and I think you make a really good point over the, um, there is a place for the old school wrestling style and they show that every week. Oh yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. So Anthony, the next award of the evening is the Shockmaster Award, which is for the best botch of the year. Our nominees are Mahari being knocked out with his match with Sammy Guevara. It's hard to be jokey about these ones because some of them are quite serious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, the next Adam, one. <laughs> Adam Pearce for his t- <laughs> slip of the tongue with the Drew McInfart. We have Matt Seidel in his debut botching a shooting star press. And lastly, we have Jeff Hardy doing his swanton off the ropes and banging his head on the stairs. So, Anthony, tell the listeners who the winner is. Oh, no, where's my envelope? Oh, no. Okay, the prop's gone. I've lost the prop. <laughs> and the winner is... <laughs> it's Matt Seidel for the shooting star slip. Wow, well done. Yes. Uh, fantastic. Unfortunately, Carl, my... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I love it. I love it. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, this is a, it's mostly a jokey category, and and you know what? I hope enough time has passed with some of the more serious ones, such as Matt, where it's not like um, you know, with a little bit tongue in cheek with it. He was obviously never going to be picked um, because the, the the botch has to be somewhat amusing as well, um, and obviously, Seidel it's just one of them where sadly that that'll be remembered in your AEW debut. Uh, yeah. And looking back now, it was a little scary at the time. But looking back now, it's just funny, and um, hopefully you see the humor. I, I mean, I'm not even gonna lie, and I think you know, hopefully Matt, <laughs> if you listen to this, I think you'll agree. I think it was fucking hilarious from date <laughs> from minute one. Really, I was so hyped to see you. I was like, oh my god, Matt Seidel, you come down. I was like, holy shit, what's he gonna do? The first thing you ever did was botch, and it's amazing. <laughs> and you know, shit happens, and obviously. It's not how we wanted it to go down, but you know what? It gave everyone a laugh and it didn't take away in the slightest from the work you know, you're capable of doing and stuff. So yeah, I think it's a, a fantastic win because, you know, it was epic. And that being said, I hope we see a lot more from you for AW in the next couple of years. Indeed. So the next category, Carl, is the breakout star of the year. Ooh. This is a particular favorite category of mine. So this obviously we're honoring those who have just excelled beyond their expectations. Mm-hmm. And the nominees are Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, mm-hmm. Keith Lee, OMG. You've, you've Orange, fucked yourself now because now you're going to have a three-letter thing. Orange Cassidy, OC, and Dexter Loomis, WTF. <laughs> okay. Well, now, yeah. Carl, would you like to unveil the winner i can so very prestigious category i think for us you know shaping the future of the business so let's see who is the winner we've got it's Britt baker amazing what a, what an a amazing contract. what a win yes absolutely. Um, and again you know rightly so um there's some great great selections there obviously um you you called dexter loomis from the off call you you said he was going to be big and he's doing some stellar work um I don't think this has been his particular sort of year. I think there's more to come, but he's definitely got that potential there. OC, obviously, he's ended up in certain matches that you just like. Uh, did you ever think when OC first debuted in Dynamite that he was going to end up having matches up against like the likes of Cody or Jericho or or on that level? He was, or he was going to be a comedy character. Now he's excelled way beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to watch Keith Lee's rise to the main roster, and then you know back to the performance center, but it was good for a little minute. Um, sorry, Keith. And um, obviously the, the, the winner and the standout just has to be Britt Baker. Now yeah. we've watched her develop from a, a sort of the face character that she was a little bit green in the ring. And you're like, you know, there's, there's something there, but then we moved over to this heel character and we had that, that's, um, I can't even remember what the match was, but when she got her nose busted um, and did that sort of, defining moment and all the heel work she's done ever since has just been amazing and now we're looking at her going into a program with thunder rosa who again we've mentioned you know she she works fantastically with most anyone she gets in the ring with and um honestly brit is a future AEW world champion uh oh, yeah. world champion sorry because they don't do the whole impact thing <laughs> um but yeah i mean how could you not pick brit no definitely i think um you know for her to be injured like so early in the year and then to use that time to do character development to the point where she has become a standout breakout performer. That, I think that is, is a fair point. I mean, consider the amount of time she spent injured, that is a really good point. Yeah, I think, you know, 
she used that time to like really hone a character. You know, I think we spoke at length around the similarities to the Jericho character of WCW back in the day. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think she's just done phenomenal um, work, really. And, you know, it's great to see her back, you know, healed, healthy, back in the ring and still to have that momentum. Healed, I like what you did there. <laughs> um, and to, yeah, I think to have that kind of momentum and, you know, the work she done to build that character, I think is, uh, yeah, definitely yeah. coming true. And, you know, trust us, guys, as two fellow Brits, we know how awesome they are. <laughs> so, so Anthony, um, the next award dead. is what we deem the Roddy Piper Award, which is for Talker of the Year. How could it we have some standout, um, standout guys in this one. And you know what? It's the first award where they are all AEW talent, and deservedly so, Crazy. I think. So, Crazy. We have for the Body Paper Award Talk of the Year, we have Chris Jericho, we have John Moxley, we have MJF, and lastly, we have Cody Rhodes. And Anthony, the winner of this award Carl, is, and quite controversially in some respects, is Jonathan Moxley. Oh, yeah. Like, I think, I don't know, I think we, we speak about this, don't we, like often, I think. Everyone in this category is a phenomenal promo. And I think, shockingly, it speaks volumes to WWE, really, that nobody was able to enter the, um, you know, the running for this award. From, from Yeah, I think it's important to stress. Some come close. Like, we had some really good promos over the year from the likes of Drew McIntyre, but they mm-hmm. just didn't quite reach the same level no. as these guys, in our opinion. No. Um, so it's not that they didn't get close, but it does, like you say, it speaks volumes. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, there's even AW guys that we have to uh, leave out. I think we had Eddie Kingston. We had a, yeah. you know, a couple of others, but I think... Even Pac was doing some stellar work in the early... Um, well, before, yeah. before he was off TV for like ages. Um, um, Orange Cassidy didn't make the list, shockingly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is so well-spoken. Um, but no, I think, you know, joking aside, I think... You know, it's called the Roddy Piper Award for a reason. It's it's an instrumental part of building your character and making entertaining shows. And do you know what? I was very critical of the winner in the first few weeks. To be honest, this is why I stated that it might have been somewhat controversial because mm. some people might not ever mark him down as the the big the best talker. Um, and like you say, very early on, I know you were certainly skeptical of him, but yeah. I think this is why he deserves it because he has put some work in. Oh, massively! I think you know. When he first came to AW, he couldn't shake this lunatic fringe character, and he was he felt very kind of big and I don't know, it just it didn't resonate with you. And then you know it felt like almost overnight he switched and he was like, you know what, I'm John Moxie now, and his promos have just got better and better and better through the whole Kingston rivalry where you put Kingston's shame all the way through to you know Omega and everything that, that kind of happened there as well. So yeah, I yeah. just think he has been the standout. Um, which is a massive achievement, really, because you know he's he's up against some big, big like talkers there. You know, Jericho, oh, yeah. Cody, MJF, and yeah, I don't know. I just think you know, massive congrats to him because he has consistently shown you know improvements and incredible promos. I think he's been yeah. the standout of the year. Totally agree. So our next category, Carl. Oh, did I do this one? Um, no, you did the paper one. Sorry. Yeah. Next category, Carl, is the surprise of the year. Now, this has some absolute stellar choices, Carl. So, the nominees would be Edge returning at the Royal Rumble, very early on in the year, but Edge returning at the Royal Rumble. We have Sting joining AEW, very recent, but very impactful. We have Kenny Omega 
taking his title, his AEW world title that he had only just won to Impact Wrestling. And the last one we have is the Roman Reigns surprise return and heel turn. So, Carl, would you like to unveil the winner? (sighs) Tough one. The winner was Edge and his return at the Royal Rumble. Fantastic, yeah. Um, Obviously, I I don't want to disrespect the other choices. And again, this might not be something you agree with, Carl, but how could it not be? It's still the biggest surprise of the year. No one thought he was coming back ever. No. You know, um, and this wasn't like all due respect this thing this wasn't like coming back on some capacity but you know we don't know if he's going to wrestle or not yet this was coming back to the my favourite fucking match of the year yeah like it, this it, was someone who had been ruled out like forever career ending injury never going to see him wrestle again to come back and wrestle and like you know you've got Sting who uh, you know as you said is a super honourable mention but he's come back and he's not wrestled and yeah. he's 61 years of age and it's a surprise, but okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But Edge was ruled out. There was no way he, yeah. you know, his neck was fucked. There was no chance. And it was so surprising as well. Like, I don't think anyone called it. And that is something which, you know, we had it with the Hardys when they made their return at Mania the year before. You know, it's something which they can do really, really well, WWE, where they just hide something. And like yeah. the internet has no idea, and then you just see something happening. Because like, to keep that a secret, they have done really well, like you say. Okay. That is a really good point. A credit to WWE for that. But mm. and you know what? I dare say, I'll point out that Edge did have a distinct advantage because the atmosphere was electric. Because we still had audiences at that point. <laughs> Very true. And yeah. you could tell, you could see the shock in everyone. You could see how everyone was just buzzing off it. It was fantastic. Um, and got it. Got to be the winner. Got to be. No Definitely shows how much you miss audiences have done it, but oh yeah, to, you know, not to take anything away from it because I think you know, audiences aside, I think it was uh, I don't know, it, it was something special. I think that we we don't get to see often, if ever. Yeah. So, but again, as you say, everyone deserves a mention. Sting, obviously, back on TNT, shocking as oh, anything. Yeah. Kenny Omega. Uh, going over to Impact, something that we've not really seen in wrestling since mm-hmm. the territory days or since the invasion, potentially. Mm-hmm. And Roman Reigns turning heel, something we've been asking for for fucking ages. Yeah. It's all absolute honourable mentions, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah got to give it to it. No massive. So, so, the next award, Anthony, is for the Cinematic of the Year. And the contenders for this award, we have WrestleMania, the Boneyard match. We have WrestleMania, the Firefly Funhouse match. We have AEW's Tooth and Nail match. And we have AEW's Elite Deletion match. Mm. Some really strong strong contenders there, Anthony. Do you want to reveal who has been I'll reveal it, Carl. At the risk of upsetting Matt Hardy, who invented cinematic matches, if you ask him anyway. Um, At the risk of offending Matt Hardy, the winner is the Firefly Funhouse match. Oh, yeah. And... Rightly so. How creative was this match between Cena mm-hmm. and and Bray? Do you know what? <laughs> Do you know what? This is like super controversial anyway because there's a lot of controversy over which was the better cinematic match of WrestleMania, whether it was the Boneyard or whether it was this one. But I think you and I have been pretty much in agreement that I don't know. This achieved. They were they were very different matches. So I feel the, Boneyard, the Boneyard match felt a bit more kind of as a match. There was there was less story involved. It was more just like the match couldn't take place in the rings or took place somewhere else. And it was good and it was great. Don't get us wrong. But the whole kind of Firefly uh, Funhouse match was something else entirely. It was, it it hit on so many different levels and it it had so many different thought processes. 
Yeah, I mean, they got me. Like, they, they played this so well. They, mm. they brought back everything Cena had said and used it against them, and I didn't see it coming. I'd spent weeks watching these promos. I spent weeks yeah. watching Cena talk shit about Bray, and then suddenly that all come back tenfold on Cena, and <laughs> exactly. it just worked so beautifully. Quoted and everything. And it was exactly. Just like, and oh, it, was just, it was just really, really well executed, so creative, mm-hmm. and just awesome and do you know what it's it's nice to see when Cena is behind someone he'll help put them over because that was not good for him like character wise was it no. you know what I mean in a lot of senses but he was there to put Bray over to put the Fiend over um, and it fucking did a fantastic job and it yeah it was just awesome and I think as well controversially you know by all accounts he refused to put Bray over a couple of years before um, but I think that so... built some of the cinematic didn't it because he referred quite heavily to their previous matches or yeah. previous match and that previous um, push or failed push, um, yeah. and you, you're quite right. Um, and it just it just shows you, and it yeah, it was also executed so well. And I've always, I've given credit to Bray a few times, but credit again to him because he was quite heavily involved in the in the creative process with this. Yeah, definitely. Um, very creative guy, very talented guy. I think it definitely hit on many levels, like the whole Cena NWO thing, like the whole what could have happened. Like he's effectively the Hulk Hogan of today, and I don't know. I thought it was um, it was very meta, but at the same time, if you are invested in wrestling and you understand the history of it, then it definitely would resonate with you. So I can get why people who aren't necessarily meta with the wrestling business um, would appreciate the Boneyard match a little bit more. Yeah, I think this was um, just on a whole different level. I think it was so many layers, so many different points, so many different messages, and yeah, it was fantastic. I thought. Agreed. So, Carl, the next category. Um, we'll probably run in the headline and categories gone was mm-hmm. the match of the year a very difficult topic to decide on this very, very difficult. difficult topic but the matches that made the cuts the nominees Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre at Survivor Series with the Young Bucks going up against Hangman and Omega at AEW's Revolution we had AJ Styles going up against Daniel Bryan on an episode of Smackdown Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. <laughs> we had Kenny Omega going up against John Moxley very recently in the Winter is Coming Dynamite. Yeah. Indeed. And the winner, Carl, if you'd like to reveal it, was... I'm scared. You should be. It was Kenny Omega versus John Moxley and Winter what is Coming. What a choice. That's Wow. Yeah. It's fair enough. <laughs> I mean, do you know what? They've put, both put a lot of work into to this feud. In some ways, they, they even echo back to... Bear in mind, they, they had... Uh, matches quite early on in AEW's run Um, very hardcore matches and Mm. I have been critical of this because I mentioned to you that they're echoing that whole uh, Orton Edge thing I was like yeah you you, you know you've won but you're not the best wrestler Um, and I did mock it a couple of times but you can't deny the impact this feud had the impact the result had Mm -hmm. you know um, it went to impact (laughs) yeah. <laughs> exactly, a hell of an impact. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, for the shock factor in, in just the results, in the quality of the feud, the, the way the story is built up, all around, it was fantastic. And again, this was a really tough choice. These were all awesome matches. But um, yeah, I think Omega and Moxley definitely just pipped it. Yeah, it was... Uh, do you know what? This was hard, I think. You know, every every match we've named here was, was an absolute clinic. And I think... Do you know what? It speaks volumes as well to say that we had two WB matches and we had two AW matches in this list because there's been examples where that hasn't been the case. And you know what? I think it's great for the wrestling business to see that it is an even mix. And we had, you know, Roman Drew very recently was, I think we spoke about it, um, just being so 
it's it's WrestleMania worthy. And obviously we got it at Survivor Series. It was two behemoths, both champions going head to head. Fantastic match. We had the Young Bucks and Hangman and Omega. And, you know, this was a difficult one because we had Bucks versus FTR. We had, you know, a lot of tactics. You know, we even had to discredit the best friends and um, Ortiz-Santana match. Um, yeah, which was you know, awesome, by the way. Um, so well, the- I mean, think about it, Carl. Like, this is why the category becomes so hard. I mean, I kind of wanted to put um, Daniel Bryan and, and Bray's strap match. Yeah. Exactly. Like, how how can you? Like, it, there's so many good categories yeah. for awesome matches on both sides. No, it's definitely well, harder, you know. Um, but you know, this one as well. <laughs> I think I think I said to you, I was like, Meltzer gave this one six stars, for example. Um, so you know, it's got to be good when it's like a six star match. But mm-hmm. yeah, that one unfortunately didn't make. Uh, didn't you know? We didn't feel it was it was the winner. Obviously, AJ and Daniel Bryan, I thought was a wrestling clinic. I am a fan of yeah. technical wrestling, and this delivered on all accounts. But yeah. You'll know. never get a bad match between <clears throat> them two anyway. No, 100%. But I think, you know, despite the thing that I've already spoken about with the the one little weird thing with the speaker and the injury, blah, 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 I think Omega Moxley was the... You've got the best wrestler in the world today in uh, Omega and you've got the best, you know, PWI's best wrestler of the year in Moxley. It's these mm. two, like, behemoths coming together in a match, you know, a rematch, you know, but not hardcore, and it had so much story, and it had a crazy screwy finish and a, a crazy, you know, post-match thing as well. So yeah, I think it was deserving. You know, late on in the year, so you know you could forgive bias or whatever. But I think we've you've looked at the whole year and I think yeah, it's still definitely the best. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And Anthony, the final award, what has been an emotional eight of the Canies. Truly, truly, first ever, in fact, eight of the Canies. The final award is the Legends Award. And this is an award that each year we want to look at which legends have made an appearance over the last 12 months, made a massive contribution, um, or helped the business in some way, shape, or form, um, and recognize them for their contributions at the later stage of their career. So, Anthony, for the Legends Award, we have four nominees, as we have done for every other award. And the nominees are... Nominees are, Carl. We have Ric Flair um, for his work with Randy Orton, building Randy Orton's heel feud and being willing to take a spot, uh, an RKO spot. And not trying to think, but like, you know, considering the age of the man, uh, the length of time he's had out of the ring um, and, you know, the, the status of him, he didn't have to do this. He didn't have to come along with this. And um, it done wonders for building up the, or rebuilding up the, the, the return of the legend killer side of things. So Ric Flair is our first nominee. Mm-hmm. We have Jake the Snake Roberts for his stellar promo work with um, anything he's done in AEW with, uh, with Lance Archer. He's helped legitimize Lance Archer for me, um, but Jake is, um, is our second nominee. We have Sting for the obvious return of Sting to TNT and the impact that has left so far. And lastly, Carl, we have The Undertaker. And how can we not? We've had his match at WrestleMania. We've had his retirement at Survivor Series, we've had just the echoes of Undertaker throughout the year. Um, so how could we not list the match? Um, but obviously, again, stellar match, stellar work, uh, cinematic or not, still awesome work he did with AJ. So here's our last nominee. Now, Carl, would you like to unveil the winner? The Legends Award 2020, the penultimate award of the Age of the Kings is it's The Undertaker. Fantastic. What a choice. I mean, come on, 30 years in the business, this man. Um, 
but again, like this is sort of a there's a lot of legends in 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 the biz, and this is just a few honourable mentions really to people who've, who've really sort of contributed this year. Um, and you can't deny Undertaker. You know, he's had um, and rightly so an absolute celebration of his 30 years in the business. Um, we've had the I know it doesn't quite factor into the main show, but we've had obviously the Last Ride documentary. Uh, we've got to see a lot of behind the scenes. We've got to see a lot of the real Mark Calloway rather than Undertaker. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget the the uh, epic Boneyard match, the retirement match, if you will, with AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, there's no one more fit, and I think for the for the first award that we can give out for this category, I think you know, as as you said, he's been considering he's someone who is a legend and is pretty much retired. He's been everywhere this year, and I think you know for his final uh, goodbye that we that we reported on the uh, Survivor Series and the whole Paul Bearer, you know, tribute and stuff like that. I think, yeah, yeah I think uh, well-deserved for The Undertaker. And it's going to be weird not seeing him around anymore. And I hope that, you know, as selfish as it is, I hope we don't because I'd like to see this be his legacy unless, I agree. you know, there's one more WrestleMania in him, maybe. But, um, it's difficult. I could see him coming back on some level because... Again, the, the the lack of crowds is it's it's a shame because it makes his retirement difficult. Yeah, um, like the Survivor Series retirement, as good as it was, would have been so much better if the audience were there to show their appreciation. Um, so you know, I, I could see him if we get WrestleMania coming and we get a live crowd for it, then yeah, I could see him at least making an appearance at that because it, you know we kind of missed out now on the last two WrestleManias if you look at it that way. Yeah, no, definitely. But yeah. That was it, guys. That was that it. That was the Eight of the Canies, the first yeah, yeah. ever annual Eight of the Canies. And what a year it's been, Anthony. 2020. 2020. A crazy year. Crazy, for crazy all. year. Been, yeah. been laughter. There's been tears. Yeah. Mostly that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much those things. But, <laughs> um, you know, we hope for 2021, we're going to get to see, you know, crowds return. We're going to hopefully get to see you know, a, a Royal Rumble with, you know, a crowd then <laughs> would be nice. A WrestleMania crowd with a crowd. Is something we've not nice. seen yet. And I yeah, don't, want to. I don't want to see that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's been a, a crazy wild ride, shall we say. And, you know, our first year in podcasting, um, what a hell of a year it's been, you know, incredible opportunities to interview some amazing people, um, you know, incredible fans, incredible, you know, you know, thank you all for listening to us and, you know, taking the time out of your busy days to listen to a couple of guys, you know, most of the time drunk off the reds, you know, chatting, chatting some shit about wrestling. But yeah, you know, honestly, okay, we appreciate we've, you. we've said it so many times, Carl, but we, we don't do We're not like trying to make this a business. We're not trying to make money. We're just, we like talking about wrestling and we've had this tradition for years before the podcast, we will meet up, we'll watch one of the pay-per-views and we'll talk about wrestling for whiskey. And it's nice to sort of, um, to sort of put into some sort of um, art form. I, suppose, I don't know what you'd want to call it, but you know, some sort of creative outlet. And, um, you know, we've thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, long way me, I can't even say, long may we reign. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think, I think, you know, as we've come to say on a weekly basis, you've hit the nail on the head, Anthony. I think, you know, we are two, you know, best buds who love wrestling. Um, and, you know, as life got in the way, um, we had our own kids, our own families, didn't see each other as much as we wanted to. So what a better way to, you know, connect on a weekly basis for, you know, chatting about wrestling, keeping in touch. And, you know, it's become something which we never really thought it could be. 
and you know we're less than a year in in you know in the making i guess and mm. expect better things shall we say in yeah, 2021 slowly honing our craft mm-hmm. so um yeah in the new year some changes coming <laughs> <They're> <laughs> going through changes yeah um but yeah so exciting things to come in 2021 um obviously this isn't the final show of this year you can catch us this time next week um you know sunday monday whenever happy <laughs> whenever, days whenever we put it up um but yeah so you know uh big thanks again um obviously you can follow us on all the social medias we are on the twitters we're on the instas the faces the tickers the other place the tumblers yeah um everywhere you know drop us a follow if you know if you've ever listened to anything even if you've not made it this far and you're not going to hear this i'm going to say it anyway follow us in the places um just in case um and you know get on that youtube give us a like give us a subscribe click that bell for some reason do all those things all the things people on youtube tell you to do but no we've got some big exciting plans for the new year we've got um some changes are coming coming this way um but you know don't be worried don't be worried too much if you know if you are a loyal fan and you do listen to us every week we're not going to change too much but we are just going to you know hone our craft as anthony said and yeah there's going to be a couple of little tweaks coming in the new year and yeah hopefully you tune in next year uh, next year next week in fact next uh, week um, but next year too tune, yeah just tune in whenever really please please do that um please Oh, oh, <laughs> riddle. Um, but yeah, so tune in, and we appreciate you. And thanks again. Another week in Age of the K. Best. Damn right. We'll see you all next week, guys. Take it easy. Monopoly Events presents for the love of wrestling, Europe's largest wrestling convention, back in Liverpool, the Exhibition Centre, between the fifteenth and sixteenth of May. Guests this year include Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle. The icon, the showstopper, Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. Three-time WWE champion, three-time TNA champion. Things are about to get extreme with Jeff Hardy. Seven-times women's champion, diva of the decade and Hall of Fame star, Trish Stratus. Grand Slam winner and the wrestling god, John Bradshaw Layfield. These and many, many more will be joining us in Liverpool. Find us on Facebook at For the Love of Wrestling. Visit our website, fortheloveofwrestling.co.uk. For tickets for entry and guests, visit ticketquarter.co.uk. That's ticketquarter.co.uk. For the love of wrestling, by the fans, for the fans. <laughs>